0: Listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown. From ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back to The Catalyst, everyone. I'm your host, Samantha Chris, and today's guest is Tanya Semper. Tanya is an international branding and marketing maven, podcaster, and media personality on a mission to make sustainability sexy. With flair and personality, Tanya has an innate talent and a natural creativity to anticipate new trends and position green products and services in the most alluring way. She is the founder of Pamper and Splurge, a creative agency that targets brands looking to operate sustainably or further cultivate their sustainable edge, as well as brands that are already operating sustainably but are struggling to hit the mark. Ultimately, her intention is to make what isn't considered cool Cool through eye catching branding, lip smacking marketing campaigns. She's also the co founder of Nuru Play, an eco luxurious massage brand that helps couples reignite bedroom passion through sensual body sliding. Tanya is proving that both consumers and businesses operate sustainably without compromising style. Tanya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for that introduction, and hi, everyone.
0: My pleasure. I have been fascinated by your journey as an entrepreneur, as an advocate for sustainability, and as a new mom, because it kind of seems like you're challenging the status quo in every area of your life. (laughs) Does it feel that way to you?
1: Uh, I've been doing that ever since I was like five years old. (laughs) So yes, it does feel like that.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I learned about you and the great work that you do at an award show that we were both part of, and we didn't really speak much that evening, but what I saw was a woman who really seemed to know who she was and what she wanted and someone who gets shit done. And I thought, man, we've got to stay connected. And I'm so glad that we did because even though we don't know each other well, you've inspired me on so many levels in particular, how you're balancing running multiple businesses, hosting your own podcast, and raising a new little human. <laughs> well, when you put
1: it like that, yes, it sounds like it's absolutely crazy. And of course, you know, um, it it wasn't always, I mean, when I think back to when I first started on this journey of, of branding and so on the reason why I decided to start my own company straight out of college was just because I felt like there was no company. Like, first of all, I refused to work my way up the ladder. My father always said, he's like, you got to you know, work your way up and you've got to earn it and you've got to learn the ropes and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, no, like I would just want to do photo shoots and I want to work with brands and I want to do fun things. And so after noticing that there was no company that I could possibly work for straight out of, you know, straight out of school without having the education or the experience, I decided to start my own company, which is at the time it was called E-Fashionista. And so it allowed me to work with all these luxury brands and I had so much fun doing so. And I did that, you know, for quite a number of years. And I love the fact that you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you get to juggle so many different projects, and it's it's sort of like running after the next big thing. You know, it allows you to be creative and work and collaborate with so many different entrepreneurs and different brands, and it's just always fun and always evolving. And and that's why now, you know, juggling. Uh, you know, having, still having my own business, but also having a little child, you know, a little human to manage and to obviously, um, you know, be that, that mentor for her and that leader it has, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's, it's kind of natural for me just because mm-hmm. I love, I love multitasking. I love being busy. I love, you know, working on so many different things at any given time. And so it just created that environment for me. Like, let me tell you, it wasn't easy, but um
0: it, it's fun. So, you know, that I, I, it's not even a meme. I think it's just like a cartoon of a mom with eight arms and she's juggling like mm. the phone and the ball and the plate. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I envision you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
1: it's quite similar. So, so what I've been doing is literally like my days are filled with just like pumping enough milk, feeding her directly. Um, also cleaning is like, I cannot stand a home that's messy. Like I'm on mat leave now. And so I just want to, yeah, I spend so much time at home and I want to make sure that everything looks, you know, as clean and polished as possible. Cause that creates like a, that creates my, my creative space, right? Like things need to be in order for me to think straight to some degree. And now with a baby here, you know, ADD, is has has like blown through the roof uh because i can never focus i'm constantly distracted by her so it's just it's been nuts so breastfeeding, pumping, cooking and cleaning. I mean, cooking, I'm not necessarily cooking as much as I'd like to, but I'm definitely whipping up salads. Like I love plant-based diets. So I'm still doing that. And then of course I'm still working out. And I created this like little community of new mamas uh, who have now become friends uh, that I met online. And so that's what my day's been been uh, consisting of plus podcasting which is which is uh, not necessarily new I have been doing that for quite some time but now I'm able to really focus on that strictly because I could do it as as sort of I could do it um, you know play by ear it doesn't have to be so scheduled in
0: advance and so concrete it's very flexible as you know. Okay I want to dive in here because you've got a lot going on and by your own admission you're saying like it kind of comes easily or naturally to me and I want to dive into that because part of what really uh, struck me about your story is that you've shed a light on motherhood in a way that I don't frequently see on social media. And during your pregnancy, you were really forthcoming about the fact that you never really envisioned being a mom before having Clementine Mm -hmm. because you were so career-driven. And you even posted quite candidly, if I remember correctly, that you thought rubbing your belly felt weird when you were pregnant. And so how do you (laughs) shift from this space of like, I don't even know if I want to start a family to like, Oh no, I got this. Oh my gosh. Where do I start? Well, so when I,
1: My gosh, there were so many different phases in my life. Like, I feel like when I was 24, all of my friends in Montreal were, a lot of them were starting to have, you know, they met their significant others and then they wanted to have a family and then, you know, kind of put their careers on the back burner for a little bit. And I just never felt ready. Like, I always felt like there was more, there was more, I felt like Montreal just wasn't it for me. I felt like I needed to expand and I had like this desire to come to Toronto. And I felt like this inkling desire to travel internationally and work with tons of brands. And so I just never really envisioned a family. And partly, maybe part of the reason is because I never put that on my vision board. It was just never, ever something that I can see myself doing. And um, so then, you know, fast forward another 10 years, and then, you know, like, I ended up meeting someone else who, um, who also wanted a family and I still wasn't there. And I was like, no, this is just, it just doesn't feel right. I still need to focus on my career. I still want to travel. I still haven't done exactly what I wanted to do yet. I'm still not, you know, hopping on from one, one plane to the next. Like there's so many things that I want to conquer in this world, especially when it comes to sustainability, like the environment, when you think of like everything that's happening in the world, it's just, it's never ending. And so I was like, how the hell can I ever accomplish this and all of my, my goals and, and have a family because everyone that I saw in my immediate circle, when they decided to have a child, it was like, it was like game over. Like that's kind of how I saw it. You know, they, I didn't see them necessarily focusing on their career so much. And, and there was a shift in priorities, which is great. And I respect that very much, but I just didn't want that to happen. And I also saw a lot of women that forgot themselves along the way where they were just like, either they gained weight or they stopped seeing their friends and they stopped, you know, enjoying things for themselves. And I totally get it now, like lack of time for sure, but I just didn't desire that. And I'm sure, you know, um, like I see my friends now and the families that they've built and it's it's beautiful and I can see like how that could be so joyful and fulfilling but my fulfillment, I had a different definition for it. And I was like, if I could influence, you know, a child, that's great. That's amazing. But if I can influence the world and work with, you know, work globally, as I had done when I was working for a medical aesthetic brand, then that's what I want to do. So I ended up meeting someone that kind of introduced a different perception um, so this is my, my current husband, well, current husband. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> this is my current relationship. <laughs> and, um, and he just told me, he's like, well, cause I told him at the beginning, I was like, I don't know if I could have a child, you know, have a family. And he's like, gave me an ultimatum. He said, I give you one year, you know, figure it out. But if you don't want a family, then I'm, I'm out. Like, cause for me, that's what life, like, it's important in my life that I have that. So I was like, Ooh, so I just try to like time passed, time passed. And I just kept pushing in, push it and pushing it. And he would ask me, he's like, so like any thoughts, you know, have you changed, have you made up your mind? And I'm like, mm, I just, I would stay silent. Cause like, again, I just couldn't make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then he had told me, he's like, well, you know, you keep thinking you have to give up something in order to have a family. And it's not true. Like you could have it all. You could have, you know, I'm here for you. I'm going to make sure that you can cultivate that life that you've always wanted, you know, as a very, very focused businesswoman." And, you know, travel and all that stuff. Like, I'll help you get there as your partner. And we can also have a family along the way. Fast forward right now, I can't imagine doing that because like, it's, it's absolutely nuts. uh, Especially at the beginning stages, like literally the beginning stages uh, have have been the most difficult as you know, because you and I spoke about it Mm -hmm. um, because your constant, your new job, your new life, your new boss is your baby, Mm -hmm. like literally, and it's whatever she wants that you need you you need to listen and you need to act upon that like there's no there's no like wanting to meet a friend you know when you want there's no like I don't know taking a call here or there and expecting no distractions or anything like that. Like there's no me time. There's no none of it forget it for the like first two weeks. And that was the hardest um because like I said when he told me that you don't have to give up yourself we can have it all I was like okay fine let's do this. You know and sure enough like we ended up having a child and here we were and I was like well what about all the things that you said I I was going to able I was going to be able to conquer so now that was at the beginning. And now, like once you start to develop your flow and you realize like, okay, she's my boss, but like, let's let's create this partnership, right? Like, let's try to, I tried to understand her and, and kind of like treat her almost like a client, right? What does she want? Oh, what's gonna make her happy? I tried to read between the lines, like how to, you know, when she's crying a certain way, like how to, how to understand what that means and how to fulfill her needs constantly. And we've reached this like happy, situation like as of two days ago it's really it's really been transformative like it didn't i wouldn't say that it just happened abruptly where now she's more manageable but like i was able to squeeze squeeze in uh new times i negotiated with my husband to do like i go downstairs and i work on the elliptical you know for 30 minutes each day and then he takes care of her for that time and then you know i'll read at night and as of recently now she goes to bed at 7 p.m which gives me that whole you know evening time to work on creative things. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the best thing has been breastfeeding because when I'm breastfeeding my phone, like I can just use my phone and I can start uh, collaborating with different experts that I could feature on my podcast, for instance, or, you know, build content about sustainable living. uh, Or for example, I just, I literally just recorded the perfect latch, which is all about breastfeeding and the importance of, of getting that perfect latch for your child, because otherwise you're not getting, she's not getting the milk, so it's, I'm basically making the podcast very current, and anything I'm sharing online right now on social is extremely current, it's like my day-to-day, but I'm trying to, again, promote sustainability along the way, until I can get back to where I wanted, or not necessarily where I wanted to go, but to where I was, where Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, paving my way to to travel again internationally. Like, I mean, right now, forget about it. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but at some point, you know, travel is going to be welcomed again. And the ability to work with these brands in person will happen.
0: Right. So there's a few things that you mentioned in there that um, I would love to get more insight on. And the first being, you know, when you're given that ultimatum. What did that feel like? Because I feel like that's a very real, um, I mean, it's a reality for couples. You know, one of the people in the relationship are thinking, this is something that I really want. And if this isn't something that you're into, then you've got to let me know so that I can potentially start that life with someone else before it's too late. So when you were given that option, what was that like? I found that incredibly attractive. Really? Like incredibly attractive. Yes. Tell me more.
1: (laughs) So he was willing to give up everything, like the relationship that we had built, because he knew what was important to him and he stood by it. That was a non-negotiable. And that is sexy. Someone who really knows what they want in life and isn't distracted from it right? Like they just, they, it's like a laser beam focus. Mm -hmm. And for me, it wasn't a hard no, and it wasn't a hard yes. And that's why I was able to kind of, you know, pivot on his side, because like I said, one, I was like, wow, he really wants this. And he would be an incredible father. And he told me that he's going to be my partner to ensure that I can curate the life and professional career that I've always desired. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one that I was crafting so it, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to give up that in order to have a child. And so that was, that was the pivotal moment for me, is when he said that. And like I said, I found that very attractive, because a lot of people forget themselves, they forget, you know, they get into a relationship, and then, and then all of a sudden, they become like they morph into their partner, and then who they were before when they they found that partner is no longer and then people wonder why they've like that their partner is no longer uh you know as in love or they kind of like they're or that individual becomes very unhappy with themselves because they feel like they got lost along the way well it's because they forgot what they wanted out of life like they forgot their to to focus on their purpose as Mm an as an individual who's joining a relationship like as a wholesome individual it's not yeah it's just it's just so fascinating because I've seen so many people so many women constantly give up that side of themselves in order to have a family or in order to have a relationship and it's just it's sad because you only live one life as everyone knows I mean for what we know we can be reincarnated into like you know a bug for all I know but the whole (laughs) point is (laughs) you you keep coming back of course but the, the point is that I just find that really beautiful when someone's just so true what they truly desire. And that's, and that's kind of why I decided to go forward.
0: I love it. with him. Yeah. He says, okay, Tanya, you don't, you're not going to lose anything. I'm in this with you. We're going to do this together. You can have it all. And you're like, all right, I'm in, I mean, was it really that simple? Was it kind of like a light switch went off and you're like, okay, let's do this. Um, no, no, I felt really uncomfortable. (laughs) Like
1: I said, I said, what had happened actually is I didn't say anything. And uh, he told me he was going to give me until like the Sunday. Cause like at this point it's like past one year. Okay. So I was like really pushing it. And then um, we went to visit his family and we we're sitting at the table. And then out of nowhere, I just announced that we were having a child <laughs> like, and then he looks at me he's like, we are. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> and so that's kind of, that's how my decision was made. It was just like on a whim, which is like kind of how I, how I roll. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Okay, so fast forward, your pregnancy. You're posting about your pregnancy. They weren't really the typical posts that we see on social, emphasizing like the beauty and the bliss of becoming a new mom. They were real, and you were open and vulnerable in your posts about not really being sure about what was happening and how you were feeling about things. What was the response like? Oh gosh, yeah. So as you said before, um, when I had
1: Clementine, like growing my little belly, I was just, I was like so grossed out at the thought that some something like some creature was growing in my stomach, like I thought of (laughs) the alien constantly. And especially, especially when she became uh, more, more uh, developed, I could see Her move, like I would be lying down and I can, and I would never look directly at it. Like, believe me, I would always either record it through my phone, like through video, so I didn't Mm -hmm. have to actually look at it directly because it it just completely grossed me out. And, um, and yeah, and so what ended up happening is like I was sharing what I was thinking because I was like, how come I don't feel? like this is so beautiful and like a miracle and all these things like i just i felt so detached from it it was like this thing is renting space in my belly and all i need to do is keep working out and eat healthy and not stress too much and we're going to get along just right and so <laughs> that's basically what was happening we had a partnership then and and everyone when i was posting about it like it was interesting cuz then individuals like women would reach out to me and they were like I find this so refreshing because like I also felt the exact same way like I never felt like this was like beautiful and it just felt so weird for me and all that and I was like oh my gosh like I had I thought you know here I was like feeling odd that I wasn't like every other woman but meanwhile there was like women that felt the exact same way but never really talked about it and that's kind of what happened as you know throughout my pregnancy and even um what I had noticed is like when I ended up giving birth, like I, I wanted it to be like this picture perfect moment. Okay. So like, I never really thought about how the baby was going to exit my vagina. Like not once (laughs) I just, I just thought like, Oh wow, this belly is so wonderful and I can style it. And you know, like wear these cute little dresses and everything like that. But I never actually thought about the exit plan. The logistics. No, I actually never thought about the logistics. And so, and I wanted to do like the natural way because um, I had a midwife and by the way, they're absolutely amazing it's like it's it's such a really personalized it's a personalized experience in terms of like having having a baby from you know first stage all the way to delivery and even post uh i thought it was really wonderful and anyways like um I never, ever, ever thought about how she was going to exit. And so I ended up ordering from Etsy, these socks that said, um, so if you look at them from underneath, it says, uh, if you're reading, if you can read this, I'm in labor. And because I had seen pictures of girls that, you know, have like these picture perfect moments when they're delivering their baby. And I was like, I'm totally going to do this too. And that's just not at all how it went down. Like, forget it. I had the socks, like I had them packed, like ready to go, like the outfit, you know, I even did my makeup and everything like that, but I was like in so much pain I didn't give a crap about what my hair looked like, what was on my face. I didn't, I couldn't even put my socks on. Like, I actually have the picture of like, I had asked my husband, I was like, can you snap a photo? Cause I just think this is like hilarious, but not hilarious. Like I had the, I had the socks on, but like I had everything hooked up. Like I had, um, I had a, what did I have? I had the, at that point I had the epidural, I had like so many things happening all at once. The room was messy. Uh, I was, I was on, how many? I oh, can't even remember what it was. It was like some type of um they had to induce me to escalate the contractions because it wasn't like she was too high up. Anyways, it was just not a beautiful moment by any means. And so like I just didn't understand. I just didn't understand like how is it that so many other women like post these beautiful pictures like literally picture perfect like probably no no filters even used in those moments when like for me it was an absolute mess. Like it it just was so far from from perfect or or beautiful in any way it was actually like traumatizing so that was my moment um when it came to delivering the baby like it was it was pretty (laughs) i'm like thinking back and i'm like i don't know how i survived but ultimately i ended up having a c-section because um i they didn't tell me this but i personally think it's just like i'm too petite like how the heck could a you know seven pound baby like head and shoulders and body and legs like come out of that area like it just wasn't (laughs) happening and here I was thinking I was going to do it natural and there I was so far from natural like I when I was admitted to the hospital I was at three centimeters and they told me oh like you're gonna you need to go back home you need to come back when you're at 10 I think they said eight and I was like in so much pain I was like there's no way I'm going home to come back like there's I, I need like an epidural right now like right this second and sure enough they admitted me at three centimeters and that's when I got the epidural like I don't know how women do it natural, but
0: it's, it's something, it's something
1: else. I'll tell you that much.
0: So given that you felt, you know, kind of detached, you didn't necessarily like see the beauty and the bliss in the moment, and you didn't Mm -hmm. have that picture perfect moment at the delivery on the delivery table. Did you ever in those moments question your maternal instinct or what you would be like as a mom? Um, I did. I did think about
1: it. Definitely not in those moments because I was. A, too drugged up, and B, there was just too much going on all at once. Uh, but okay, so I maybe did think about it. Pre delivery, <laughs> pre delivery in that case. Yeah, pre- you know what? Pre delivery, I didn't even, it, it's like the exit strategy, the exit plan of how that was going to go down. I didn't, I really didn't give it much thought. I, everything happened so quickly. I went from being pregnant to giving birth. I, like nine months felt like it just went, it flew by literally because I was working. I even worked on the day that i was due like i was at the office so for me i just never really had a moment to think and oh like what am i going to be like as a parent the only thing i i did think about is like towards the end um before delivery i was starting to think about how i got excited actually i started getting excited about how i can teach her the thing all the things that I would have loved to have known when I was younger you know when it came to conquering like my dreams and especially about the environment and sustainability and the importance of it and like doing good and and being that mentor that 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 definitely excited me
0: and now that she's here You have said that you've had to surrender more than once. So big dreamer, big doer. You've got lots of plans and and kind of uh, things that you want to conquer still, but you've had to maybe change the pace a little bit since she showed up. So how have you had to surrender since she's been around?
1: The first time I had to surrender was, I think we were at maybe less than one week in after I delivered. I was... I was working, I was uh, responding to emails, I was uh, scheduling calls and I was cleaning and I was cooking, you know, again, salad making. Um, and I, I was sneaking in workout sessions doing all these things. Right. So I was doing a little bit of everything and, and it just wasn't working like I literally felt so drained and it, I, I was w- spread way too thin and and it just wasn't fair to her right? And then she didn't really, I mean, she was pretty much like on autopilot. It was like constantly like sleep, feed, sleep, feed, sleep, feed, like throughout the entire day. So it allowed me to work here and there, but it just wasn't sustainable. So then I I decided to surrender to her and I literally looked at her and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. You are the boss. I'm like dedicated to you and only you. So I decided to stop working and then like answering emails. Then um, once I started getting into the flow of that, I started getting bored because I was like, okay, now I'm not responding to emails and like accepting phone calls and working on projects. Like this is this is boring. Like I, I need to do something. And so I started working on the podcast and uh, building content around that and creating a schedule, right? Like a, an agenda and booking times. And it was like super exciting because there was like things to look forward to and it felt like I'm working but not working. And um, and then of course I was like breast pumping. And then I was also Breastfeeding and then cooking and cleaning and working out, and that wasn't working. At one point, um she was sitting down and like she kind of like fell uh, sideways, which I wouldn't say it was like super dangerous, but she was she was on the couch and she was like closer to the edge. And I looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh, like could you like could you imagine like had I take, taken a phone call or something and I I, I would have missed like she could have fallen right. So I was like, geez, like I don't ever want to jeopardize her right, like her life. Um, she's she's so fragile. So then I looked at her and I was like, okay. I surrender. I am not going to try to build an agenda. I'm not going to try to build a schedule like I am yours. And then the third and so what ended up happening is like now I'm like going through the motions. I didn't give up working out cuz like that's just my sanity. Like I need to work out always otherwise like I feel like I'd become really depressed. Um, and I, I just need to get like my body moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being fit feels good. Like I was able to bounce back right away after birth. So um, what ended up happening is that I I had to surrender and then I started feeling like I need to do something again. So what I decided to do at this point is I decided to not have a schedule and not have an agenda, like just have like a very free flowing idea. So like, obviously I'd have to be more spontaneous, you know, book a call, but not be attached to it. Book a podcast interview, but not be attached to it. If it works with Clementine's schedule, then so be it. If it doesn't, then that's fine too. And so that's kind of what's been happening is like, I had this aha moment when motherhood, where I was like, well, I don't have to have things perfect. You know, I don't have to pretend like I don't have a baby at home. Like I can just create content which is re- in real time like talk about the struggles that i'm dealing with because before i wasn't necessarily creating podcast interviews about motherhood like that's not just not something that was you know in in my in my realm but now it is so i was like why not create content about that and the struggles i'm dealing with and feature different experts and so on and so forth and that seemed to work with my boss clementine she had (laughs) so far ever since i decided to let go of anything that was like more concrete and more scheduled and and more more structured um it's been like magical like she's just so much more relaxed you know like i'm not attached to any outcome
0: and it's been really great so far so she's there with you right now, right? The birds we hear in the background are white noise for her. And myself.
1: Yes. So originally <laughs> for her, she's got like five, 15 different settings. So you have everything from like, for, uh, what is that nighttime? It's like the crickets. And then you can have like a tr- tr- the sound of a locomotive. I don't know why anyone would ever like why any baby would want to hear that, but you hear different things. You can hear rainfall. It's, it's just great. Right. You can have different settings to help you sleep. But one of which was this one, which is like tropical, tropical vibes. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with plants. Like, I believe every every room should should have a ton, like should be adorned with plants everywhere from like ceiling to to floor. And that's kind of like the environment that I like to create. I have this like jumbo bird of paradise in the bedroom that like literally is almost over the bed. Yeah. And so like I found this this sound like these beautiful noises in the background, I'm like this is perfect. It makes me feel like I'm in the tropics but really I'm just home and the plants definitely help to create that like tropical oasis. I love that. And she likes it too, but I feel like it's more for me. Like I don't don't think for her, it makes a difference.
0: (laughs) But you know what, as your boss, she's allowing it. And I I think your partnership is going (laughs) to (laughs) time.
1: Yes. Good point for now. Check in with me, you know, a couple of weeks from now, we'll see, we'll see where I'm
0: at. Oh, so funny. So, I mean, there's been so much insight that you've shared on this short chat and so much you know, that moms, new moms, uh, moms perhaps that are on their second, third, fourth child can still benefit from, but what about the women who are still kind of on the fence? What advice would you give the career-driven woman who's not sure if she wants to have kids because perhaps like you, she's afraid that maybe her dreams will be put on the back burner? it's it's so interesting because like I've had conversations
1: with other parents and and other mothers who have said like you'll understand like it's this feeling like no other where you're just it's like the best accomplishment you could ever ever have in your life like better than work better than a career and all that stuff and I was like nah no way but I, I truly understand how like I feel like now um, my life has has gone full circle you know and and having making time like even if it means like you know i've reduced my work my workload to like you know a few podcast interviews here and there. And I, i've made it more manageable but i'm still I still feel like i'm doing things and I feel like i'm still relevant. And even if it means posting you know a few times on social media and and definitely creating content on linkedin talking about my adventures as a mother slash entrepreneur slash intrapreneur. um, I feel like that's given me that, that makes me feel like I'm doing it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's why I feel like it's very much possible for any mother who's, who's career driven to have it all because you're basically designing your, it's up to you actually, like, you are the creator, you know, the creator of your own life, and you're creating, you're cultivating your own path, and what's also happened is, you end up having, like, although, like, even for myself, you end up, while you're focused on your career, and, and, you know, working around the clock, and, like, just focus on you, 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 what's interesting is, like, there's a huge shift that happens once you have a child, and you're, like, wow, it's, like, it's no longer me, 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 but, like, I'm totally fine with that, because now, I, your time management becomes so perfect like you have no choice but to build like the perfect schedule that accommodates your child and then you're now creating more of a purpose um, purposeful uh career versus just working around the clock doing things because you just want to get ahead like you're no longer just um what do you call it like the rat race you're Mm -hmm. even for me now i'm like okay how can i provide more value in in a shorter Periods of time, like no more. I, I won't have the time, you know, to work around the clock, just like answering all these emails and useless emails. Like now, I'm able to decipher between like what is truly valuable, like what deserves my attention and my time, and that's what's going to get me further, um, you know, sooner, um, and what's going to build that longevity over time, versus just constantly answering emails and calls and and working aimlessly just to kind of like get ahead, but kind of feel you know burnt out at the end of it it's so different now like it's really really different like that's why I do recommend you know anyone who's on the fence to to try it well you know whether you're single or with a partner um and what I was saying earlier you know about Marco like my husband you know the talk that we had where I told him I told him what I wanted and what my non-negotiables were and he said okay well like I'll make that happen as long as you accommodate my non-negotiables which is like a family and so just being open to that um allowed me to create this new life that I have that I feel very fulfilled with so far mm. so imagine what I'll accomplish you know in in a month from now two months and imagine what'll happen once I I'm no longer on mat leave and I decide to go back to work what's that going to look like that's exciting and, and being proud and having this little child look up to you and you know you kind of want to create something that she would look up to one day and be, and be so amazed, right? Like you're doing things no longer for yourself, but you're doing it for your family. And it's just, it's, it's different. Hmm.
0: It's really different. And then this is only the beginning. That's amazing. We've just scratched the surface today, but you share sustainability and new mom tips on your podcast. As you mentioned, it is called sustainability is sexy. Where can people find it? And where can we connect with you to follow your journey?
1: Sure. So the website is pamperandflourish.com. I am pretty active on Instagram, so that's under Tanya Semper, and those are the, really the two platforms. That um, oh, and of course LinkedIn. If you want, especially if you're career-driven and you want to understand, you know, the obstacles that I'm encountering and, and kind of get a get a glimpse at, at my day-to-day, definitely go on LinkedIn to see what I'm up to from a professional standpoint. But those are the three platforms. Awesome.
0: And where can we find your podcast? That is on iTunes as well as Spotify. Excellent. I'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes. You guys, you definitely want to follow Tanya. She has um, such an authentic way of sharing business tips, what life is like as a new mom, everything in between. Everyone, be sure to check out the show notes and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.